Welcome to the Cleaning for Profit podcast, the podcast that helps you get started in your own cleaning business. For more information on starting your own cleaning business, visit cleaningforprofit.com. Hi there, my name is Tom Watson, and I'm going to be walking you through this episode. Today's episode is titled, How I Handled Employees and Keys. Last week, I talked about how I stored the customer keys via a key cabinet and numbering system. Today, I'm going to talk about how I tried to manage keeping track of the keys and the employees who had to use the keys. The system was not perfect due to how I ran my business, but it did work for me. Now, I wanted to talk about this today because many people ask me if I was afraid of employees losing keys. Now, the answer to that question is, of course, I was worried. But in the end, I never had anyone lose a key, as far as I can remember. I did have someone misplace a set of keys, and I'll share the story about that at the end of this podcast, despite the fact that it's painful. Anyway, in a nutshell, I view key control like this. For those people that work during the day, this is first shift, they worked from 7 to 4 or whatever it was. They mainly cleaned apartment complexes and construction cleanup type jobs. They had to show up at the office because I wanted them to arrive at the job in a work truck and they had to get any keys for the day at the office. They would get them from me or the office manager. They had to sign for them and then they'd go out about their day. Upon return, they had to bring the keys back and then uh, it was either to me or to the office manager, whoever was in the office. Nice and simple arrangement. No one ever took the keys home. Real easy. Now, some people reported to the office for second shift because these people would come in and take a truck and go out and do certain properties at night. I had a couple crews do that. Now, for them, it worked similar. They had to sign out the keys when they left. So they basically came in, let's say, 4.30, 5 o'clock, and either me or the office manager was there. We'd give them the keys and all that. But when they came back, nobody was there because the office was closed. It would be 10, 11, 12 o'clock, or whatever it was. They used to just lock everything up in the truck. So that's nice and simple. As you can see, nobody ever really touched a key unless they were given to it by us, and no newbies ever got a key. Uh, whoever held the keys was somebody who I could trust. They were somebody who worked for me for a while. What I like to do is bring someone on as a helper to work with one of my experienced workers. Now, this lead person would hold the keys. So whoever was driving the truck was the lead during first shift and on second shift. They were responsible for the keys. The new person was just a helper. If this new person worked out, maybe they could be a lead themselves down the road. And they'd be responsible for the keys as well. If not, they would just be a helper. Nothing wrong with uh, being a helper. The world needs those two. Now, not all my workers on second shift reported to the office to use a vehicle. In fact, most did not. I only had a few people on second shift showing up to grab the truck. The vast majority of people on second shift, these people usually clean doctor's offices, went straight to the job site. There was no use for them coming into the office because many times it would be against the grain. You know, they'd be have to drive five miles out of their way to get a key. It just did not make sense. It was better if I trusted them to hold on to the keys. Now, most of this group were solo operators, meaning they worked alone. Um, I was careful with this group. I didn't want to just give them out keys too fast. So I made sure to train them real well, either myself or via a trusted helper, because I wanted to make sure they were up to the task, that they were responsible enough to hold a set of keys. Now, if I thought they were ready to go out on their own and hold the keys, I would usually, the first couple weeks they went out on their own, 
have them call me upon entry and exit of any building they clean. So if they went to building A, they would call me at 7 o'clock when they got there, and they'd call me at 9 o'clock when they left, or whatever it was. This gave me peace of mind that they showed up, kept them on their toes. I had to do that for a few weeks, that type of arrangement. And if all seemed okay, I would just eliminate the nightly phone call. Once I felt comfortable, they didn't have to call me anymore. Now keep in mind, I may be watching these people from across the street at times in the beginning to see if they were telling me the truth. I was a little paranoid about the keys and about people telling me the truth because I gave my customer my word that you know my company could be trusted and I wanted to keep that promise. So I went to great lengths to make sure that I had good people working for me. Now, like I mentioned earlier, nobody ever lost a key. But one did get misplaced, and this is the story I wanted to tell you about, the painful story that still bothers me to this day. It's kind of funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. I had a buddy of mine working for me, and his wife needed some money, and he pleaded with me to hire her, so I hired her. I had uh, a job not too far from where I lived, and I gave her a set of keys to clean it. It was a house, real high-end house, very nice. Uh, We did it every single week. Now, again... I gave her the keys because she didn't live too far. It didn't make sense for her to come all the way into the office to get the keys, you know, once a week and then go to the job. It was just a lot of backtracking. So I said, here's the keys. Hold on to them. Now, this arrangement works out fine. She cleans well. Customer's happy. You know, life is just hunky-dory. But then I get the dreaded phone call that she's at the house, ready to clean. She's got everything she needs, but she can't find the keys to get in. She looks high and low to no avail. Can't find them. So, I call the customer, and, you know, she's not there, so I had to leave a message. And I indicated we won't be out to clean, and we're going to reschedule. Now, I did that to buy some time to see if she could find the keys at her home. I figured these keys have to be somewhere. They had to be on, you know, the kitchen table or in the living room, somewhere. She had them somewhere, 99% chance of that. I didn't want to tell the customer we lost the keys until I knew we lost the keys. Anyway, my worker goes home, spends the next day and a half looking high and low to try to find the keys, cannot find the keys. So, I had to call the customer and tell them that we lost the keys. We were promptly fired pretty much right then and there because that's never going to be a good phone call that you lost keys. They did not take it too well. Now, the sad part is this was like $150 a shot type house cleaning job. It was done every week. Many times she had us do extra work that drove the price even higher. So this is about $600 a month plus down the drain in revenue because somebody lost a set of keys. That's That adds up to a lot of money over the course of a year. Do the math yourself. It's a lot. Now, the worst part is the day after I call the customer to tell her that we lost the keys to her house, my employee finds the keys to the house. She called me and said they were misplaced. Now, the really horrible part about this is now the damage is done. Too late to get the job back. I already called the customer and said we don't have it. Now, I have to call him and say we do have it. But the real twist to this story is I remember clearly asking my employee to double-check her purse while she was standing on the doorstep trying to get into this house the first time around to make sure that the keys are not in the purse somewhere because I know that many women can lose just about anything in their purse because there's always some little corner that something gets stuck in and you can't find it no matter what. And this person said, nope, the keys are not in the purse. 
But guess where the keys were eventually found? In her purse. They went through a little tiny hole. They went to the bottom of the purse. Somehow she missed it. And that's how the cookie crumbled for me. I lost a huge job, lots of money, because of a tiny hole in a purse. And uh, the keys got lost for a couple days. So that's why this job was so painful to me. Anyway, I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode of How I Handled Employees and the Keys I hope you found it interesting, and thanks for listening. Be sure to check back next week for our next episode. For more information on how to start your own cleaning business, I encourage you to visit my blog at cleaningforprofit.com. Just click on the blog section for my latest posts. Should you have any questions or comments about this episode, just visit the website and go to the Contact Me page. I look forward to hearing from those of you that touch base, and I'll talk to the rest of you next week. Thanks again for tuning in.